Please stay to the end for a special trailer to Conscious Contact, full disclosure. Hello and welcome to Within the Mist, a podcast about cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries. Today, our topic is telepathy, the ability to communicate through thoughts. Many believe this to be an ability that was capable to anyone. We just lost the knowledge of how. To some, though, the ability is still prevalent. And not only that, but it extends beyond the confines of our planet and into the stars. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking to Tyler Trinsu and Chris Rupert of Dockside Media, a digital video production company focused on creating interesting, informative, entertaining, and thought-provoking documentaries. So now, let's take a walk within the mist with Dockside Media, which I have to say is a cool name for a production company. Uh, it's a play on dark, the dark side, obviously. Um, <clears throat> We thought we were being witty. Uh, yeah. And Ty Tyler came up with it. And it's, it's, it's good. <laughs> it's I mean, I, I see a scattershot of like 10 yeah, no. different options. And they were all uh, plays off. Most of them were plays off the dark side <laughs> uh, using Doc instead. And <clears throat> we actually had it Doc side productions at first. But when yeah. we went to LLC it, that name was already taken. Um, wow. So we flipped to Doc side media and then just doubled triple down on that and rebranded as that we, we weren't too far into it but no so i remember that media, too the dopest documentary production company this side of the milky way that's what we're saying baby. that's that's tyler's tagline he goes with he tries to get me to say it but i don't say it i do remember when we uh first tried to register the llc and you were a little bit upset because it was like we were been living with Dockside productions for so long it felt weird to change it but now it's just it it just seems right Dockside media but it anyways, better. It yeah. Does. Now, Gary, thank you for checking out our movie. Um, no, I appreciate it. Um, I do want to start the show. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to our previous podcast, but I always start the show and um, I want to tell a joke and I wanted to know if you guys would like to hear a telepathic joke. Yes, oh, I would love to. Would you That's like to hear knee, another? That is a knee slapper there, Gary. That is what that one is. <laughs> I've done like Sue it. Walker's uh, telepathy 101 primer. So, bro, I I pick I was picking up what you were putting down. That was hilarious. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. Way. Hilarious. I, I will man. accept pity or or honest applause. <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked it. I liked it. Um, so uh yeah, conscious contact, full disclosure. It's it's our our first, well, it's technically our second documentary we we put out here, or at least produced. This will be the first one to be released uh, worldwide on April 19th. Uh, and I know Tyler and I are both very excited to get it out there in the world. We've been living with it for a while now. It seems like because um, it's been completed since mid to end of November of 2021. It was just trying to find a, a distributor. And we had a distributor in mind, which we did end up landing, which is 1091 Pictures. And have grown a relationship with them and they're putting out some other documentaries of ours now as well um so it's it's gonna it's really exciting for us to like finally get the thing out into the world 
Great. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so where did you guys get started? Did you start out as filmmakers or did you start out in a previous career and then evolve into filmmaking? Um, I, I go first, I guess. Uh, so I have been doing filmmaking for fun since like high school, um, but took like a 10 year break or so when I had a family and kids and uh, was just running a graphic design business. And I still do that business, um, freelance graphic design, web design work, audio podcast, all, all kinds of multimedia. But in the interim for the last six years or so, I really got back into filmmaking and did a lot of narrative short films. Um, and Tyler and I had a few projects we worked on before COVID called My Business, My Story, which was a documentary style interview thing where we would just meet with local businesses and learn about their small business and how it came to be. And that's kind of what uh, planted a bit of the seed of getting into documentary filmmaking, I think, for me at least. Um, but also I, I, I love narrative filmmaking. So I'm working on Transient, which is my feature film, uh, which is going into production in September uh, of this year. So I'm excited about Great. that. Yeah. We ran an Indiegogo campaign at the end of last year and raised over $21,000. And we're still looking for a little bit more financing from like a, a you know, private equity investor and stuff like that. But we're going into production anyways, because that's how these kind of things work. You, you got to just keep the, the ball going because you can't wait around. Otherwise, you just end up not doing anything. Okay. And you, Tyler? And then for me, <clears throat> uh, I, I like... Almost six years ago now, just happened one day, a movie trailer came across the TV, like during a commercial. And like that day, my brain just saw it as, oh man, that's just a bunch of one second, two second, three second clips strung together. I bet I could do that. And like went outside with my, uh, one of my son's toy dinosaurs and shot this fictitious movie trailer called The Dino Slayer. Absolutely fell in love with just being able to do that and creating that. And just hit the ground running since then. And um, so like Chris, in, in the capacity of that man, like, I don't know, we just, we're creatives and we just try and produce a lot of content. And when you're doing a lot of stuff on your own, um, yeah, you kind of get well-versed at cinematography, at acting, right? At presenting yourself on camera. We, we both acted in short films, um, directing, writing, you know, the entire editing, I mean, the entire process. So, you know, my, my story has really just been a, 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 like the whole like 10,000 hours rule, right? And just me probably grinding out like 10,000 hours worth of video production, uh, starting with my cell phone and then evolving to cameras, gimbals, drones, and all that cool stuff to up. And um, it's just amazing, man, how much that ups the production value. And uh it's been a wild ride. And then Chris, yeah, we've been working together here and there on different <clears throat> projects. And in August uh, of 2021 here, or of 2022, oh, 2021, 2021. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from the future here, guys. So, uh, but no, in August of uh, 2021, he was like, man, we should, yeah, we should, we should maybe start shooting some documentaries. And um, dude, it went from there. Here we are, you know, in March of 2022 and dude, we're shooting for like five documentaries released 20 wow. in 2022. And bro, that's us just getting started. Right. So, yeah. and I remember in the beginning, my mindset and thought process, I'm like, Chris, dude, we can crank out four or five of these a year. He's like, ah, oh, dude, let's, uh, let's commit to like maybe two. 
I'm like, all right. And here we are, you know, seven months later and we've got four shot. The fourth one's being edited and we got a little bit more to shoot on the fifth and that one's done. So it's like, dude, we love the hustle. Um, and we just, we make a great team, man, between, uh, like I was uh, a marketing major um, from college and was in sales here for most of my life. So between Chris, Chris's graphic design, my marketing ability, um, you know, both of us being able to shoot and film and edit, it, it's, uh, it's an awesome, awesome team. We love it. Okay. Yeah. Tyler That's... has the ability to like go out and, and call random people and reach out to random people without the fear of rejection, unlike me. While I have the ability to sit here at the computer and do this tedious like hours of editing and stuff. And so it's like these two skill sets that bounce off each other pretty well uh, to kind of like be able to do everything as just us two. Like Dockside Media is literally just us two. We're the only people who uh, did everything on these movies. So um, so when you say everything, that means you guys are the writers, you're the directors, yep. producers, editors. And yep. as you said, even the actors. So from nose to tail, that's everything is yep. had your work yep. on it. The poster designs, I did all that, all the graphics and stuff. I mean, uh, the B-roll, there's some stock B-roll, but we pride ourselves on not using as much as possible. So, like, we got a guy to do an alien suit and stuff. Um, we did just, we just, we're, I'm editing Secrets of the Sasquatch, and we got uh, a guy, uh, Adam Hartwick, who does Shadow Alley Productions. He loves these silicon masks. He built a $2,000 custom Bigfoot Sasquatch suit. And we did B-roll for that. So it's stuff like that um, that not only is like super fun <laughs> for us, because like, I'm a huge horror and sci-fi guy. That's my jam. That's kind of stuff I like to make. So shooting that content is really fun. And then editing that content is also fun because it's not only like we're we're like trying to relay these people's interesting and sincere stories. But we're also trying to make something entertaining. So I get to bring in those horror elements, the sci-fi elements, especially in like the Ghosts of Gettysburg, which is a supernatural documentary got to play around with a lot of the horror stuff because um, we shot like a seance and we went ghost hunting and all that kind of fun stuff. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Well, that's great. So what interested you guys in the paranormal uh, filmmaking? Was that, a, was that a topic you had an interest in even before this or. I'm just kind of curious with, <clears throat> with everything, man. And I just read a lot and I'm like, just really open-minded and uh, I try and I try and put myself in other people's shoes, right, to gain per different perspectives. So I've always just been interested and fascinated and curious about tons of different things. Um, Chris, on the other end, is more skeptical. And I think just in the beginning, when it was an idea of, hey, let's start making documentaries, the first idea Chris had was uh, the Seven Gates of Hell because it was at a it's a, a local like urban legend close you know within 20 miles of us in hellum pennsylvania okay uh, and then i just <clears throat> and again that was like the beginning of august so i start yeah trying to reach out and get all those people and like within a couple days as i'm gathering that info i see anjali who was one of the uh, cast in conscious contact full disclosure i saw she was doing that public press conference um down in dc and i'm like bro what do you think? I'm like, I feel like, dude, it's two and a half hour drive. This is the, the, the courage, you know, it, it takes some gumption to stand up there and, and, and share what she shared, you know? 
Um, so I'm like, I gotta go, bro. People are going to want to see this. And from there, the, the rest of the documentary materialized just kind of on its own. Mm -hmm. It's been wild how all these stories and the people involved, how they've all come to be. And then how all the stories intertwine for all these different documentaries. It's been like, yeah, almost just some sort of like invisible hand. I, like I wouldn't, um, discount it because i feel like if chris and i would have sat down and tried to script these out hey we, we'd like to see this arc you know this beginning this end uh bro we would have these documentaries would not be half as yeah. good as they are like we let these people be genuine and share their genuine experiences with ufos with aliens with telepathy you know yeah i mean i i'm definitely more like tyler said more of a skeptic but Honestly, like the thing of these these documentaries are is it's not not my story. It's not Tyler's story. We are getting stories from different people and they are sincere. And that's what I can notice. Like if these people came off as, you know, telling a fake story or something like that's obvious to see. But these people believe what they're saying. And the thing about it for me that makes it so interesting is especially in conscious contact where all their stories kind of align in certain ways. They might say things a little differently, but it's the same concepts they're explaining. They don't even half these people have never met each other or anything like that. And they have, have never even heard each other talk yet. They're saying very similar things. So in the end, uh, I just, I hope what we did with conscious contact is that not only for people who are super interested in the subject of UFOs and all that kind of stuff, find something interesting and new that they haven't seen before in other documentaries, but also maybe if they're somebody who isn't really that interested, just like the fun aspect of it comes away with a more open mind. Exactly. I mean, this uh, documentary covers aliens, UFOs, and the human consciousness. Uh, basically you're stating that humans may have started with the ability to have telepathy, but most of us have lost it. Those that still have it have had, basically telepathic contact with aliens, which is an amazing concept. Now, uh, how do you find these people or do they find you? It's like a weird just set of circumstances, right, Tyler? Like this just kind of all fell into place, like a, a weird puzzle. Like we didn't try that hard to find these people. They just kind of, it all kind of worked out. I mean, Tyler can speak to it more. Yeah. Just through, you know, uh, if, if any of your listeners are, are uh, you know, like engaged in UFO Twitter, right? So like I started, um, you know, following that uh, as well as like Reddit um, and other social media sites. And I just so happened to, yes, yeah, stumble upon at Sandia Wisdom, who is uh, Sue Walker and others help her, but they're sharing the telepathic messages that Sue Walker and her husband Otter are receiving from the Ponte. Uh, which are a set of extraterrestrials residing in a mountain base <clears throat> out uh, out in the Sandia Mountains um, in New uh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So um, yeah, and then from Sue, she led me to Clifford Mahuti. Which, if any of your listeners are fans of like ancient aliens, I mean, we're talking a Zuni Pueblo elder, right? Mm -hmm. Like. Dude, the, the stuff that he's been uh, uh, exposed to or experienced over his lifetime, the, the oral stories passed down to him. I mean, uh, and may he rest in peace. He passed away here like two months ago. And so we feel very fortunate 
and blessed that like we had the opportunity to sit down with this guy, you know, before he went on to, you know, whatever is next, whatever, whatever you guys believe. And um, yeah. And from there, yeah. Reverend John Polk happened to live near Clifford Mahoot within a couple hours of Clifford Mahooty and, and that, interview materialized and ah dude i could go on for days but these things just like i don't know it didn't take a ton of effort and and don't get me wrong because like i did reach out to other high level people you know one of the things that struck me with anjali's story and what i shared with chris i'm like bro this is a former department of defense intelligence officer you know what i mean she sends me her cv i'm like damn dude this is legit like Bro, the, she's worked at these places. People, other people have verified she's worked at these places as well. She's held these positions. She's communicated with these high-level people. So, like, you know, I, of course, I was trying for other uh, large intelligence people in the in the UFO community, like the Lou Elizondos, the Chris Mellons, and stuff like that. And, bro, I was blown away, even though those people didn't accept uh they were like super gracious and at least responding and being like, Hey man, dude, I wish you the best of luck. Like I uh, just don't have the bandwidth right now. And just things like that. Like these people didn't even need to respond to me. So I have the utmost respect uh, just for yeah, even the people that said no to the interviews. And guess what? I'll probably reach out to them again. For, yeah. for, you know, more. See, that's what's so interesting is, is that you brought together five pretty much different types of people all having interweaving stories. It kind of feels like the, these people are just the tip of the iceberg. Would you mm -hmm. agree? Yeah. I mean, because, because I, when I sat down to edit this thing, I didn't really know what their stories were. And as I'm editing, I'm like, well, Clifford Mahoudi's talking about downloads. Anjali's mentioning something very similar in concept Sue's talking about the same kind of thing. It's just like I have the I plop these interviews onto my timeline and I just start pulling little sections from each of them where like I would listen to Clifford and he would end on something that sounded poignant. Like that's a good cut part. I can switch to somebody else. And then I go to Sue and at the same time, she's talking about something similar. And it's like it just it edited itself, basically. So that's what's so bizarre to me. It means there's some sort of pattern. I think that's patterns are like a super interesting thing to me because i mean i can go off on a little bit of a tangent but it's like you know people get canceled and all that stuff for saying certain things and maybe they may have said one stupid thing in the past but i can forgive like one stupid thing we've all said stupid things but when there's a pattern it's like oh this is something you know noticeable and that's what's weird for me is like the pattern in this documentary from these five random people being very similar so I think, yeah, it is the tip of the iceberg. I think we could find more people with very similar stories um, and not just like stories, but sincere, you know, personal stories. Um, they believe what they're saying. So, so what would you say is the overall theme of your project? I feel like to get people to just open their mind to, hey, man, dude, there's probably more out there than, than we care to... Um, or that we can even imagine because dog a hundred years ago, if I would have came to you and said, bro, you will have all the information at your fingertips, whatever you want to know, you'll mm -hmm. be able to record 8k video the, the note 20 ultra. I can record 8k video dog right now on my phone. 
If I would have told you all that crazy stuff, you, you would have said, bro, get in an insane asylum. You do not believe there's no, there's absolutely in a hundred years. Get out, bro. We were in castles a hundred years ago or something like that. And so dog, the exponential growth from me playing Pong and Super Mario and Nintendo to now playing PlayStation 5 and VR in the past 30 years, bro, 30 years from now, I, dude, I think, right, telepathy, um, things of like quantum entanglement, that, that all of these electrons and atoms are connected. And if you spin one in one room, it's spinning counterclockwise in the other room simultaneously. It's like, dog, as we start to get that, that instrumentation where we find out, hey, what is that thread? We can't see it, but it could be in a frequency or a maybe there's a term or like a, a piece of matter or something that we just can't even conceptualize right now because we haven't advanced that far. So man, like these things, like, like I'll give you an example of this, right? So since I'm going out to interview Sue Walker, uh, I'm like, all right, well, they've um, produced, uh, their website is officialfirstcontact.com. And they've been, you know, saying that, that we're going to get official contact, right? With, with extraterrestrials for a long time. Um, and so at any rate, one of the things on there is a, is a PDF with this telepathy 101 primer, which, you know, is like almost like a PowerPoint presentation. It's very simple um, on how to start practicing uh, telepathy. And so like I sat down and did it twice and bro, I don't know, maybe it was coincidence, but the two experiences, like the one, this like extra, this uh, vision uh, of this like extraterrestrial in front of me, it tripped me out, man. Like I, I, uh, I try and, and, you know, like not just automatically say, Oh dude, that was definitely telepathy. My brain's thinking, I'm like, okay, maybe, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think, have I ever seen that extraterrestrial image before? Right. That I pull it from like some other movie, some other piece of pop culture and dog, it was in like, it was crazy. Like being a filmmaker, I have the uh, kind of ability <clears throat> I can like picture and frame shots in my head. Right. So I can like, I, I just know how to kind of visualize stuff in my head and where somebody is and where the, the background is in relation, blah, blah, blah. And like with this, it was real crazy where this like image of this extraterrestrial appeared, like not really in my mind's eye, but like five feet physically in front of me. It was wild. And this other time I had like water dropping on me, like it was raining. Uh, and yeah, when I came out of this meditation, this telepathy, uh, experience, yeah, looking all around and there's, there's no raindrops falling in the pool or anything to, to account for like the water droplets that fell onto my arm and like physically I saw like, so, um, I don't know, man, do the world. So are these, are these techniques that anyone could learn? Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I think that the the telepathy 101 primer might be, I don't know if it's like 260 or 270 slides, but please do not let that intimidate you. I forget when they created this, but it was like dictated from the Ponte extraterrestrials to Sue Walker, right? And then she crafted this and it almost looks like, man, I forget when this thing was made, but it looks like before memes, it, it looks like that, where it's like a picture with like only a couple words, but you on, on the slide, but you can 
quickly read it, comprehend it, understand it. And so I don't know if it takes you 10, 15 minutes maybe to go through these 270 kind of like slides more or less. Um, so a- anybody can do it. And I'm a firm believer, bro. in like, do, like anything you practice that you apply yourself to, you will get better at. Whether it's hitting a baseball, whether it's writing, whether it's acting, whether it's directing, whether it's making podcasts, like the more you do something, naturally your body, your mind just gets better at it. So if telepathy is something that your audience is interested in, I would encourage them to get on the official first contact website and go to like the download section, I believe, and download the telepathy 101 primer um, and have, a, you know, and have a good time like and and see what experience you have okay i'll add it to our show notes so for you chris um being more skeptical and telepathy not being something that you could actually physically handle and such what kind of support you know do you believe that there is out there supporting telepathy (sighs) i don't know um because i haven't experienced it myself like tyler has um that's not to say actually that's not actually true because I uh, started therapy, I don't know, six, seven months ago. And my therapist said, do you want to do hypnosis? And I'm thinking like, I've seen movies like this isn't, this isn't real. And I did it. Uh, And it's real. And it's not like it is in the movies. And it's those kind of things that make me open my mind more. And as I reach my, like, I'm like 37 now life changes as you get older and I am becoming way more open-minded to a lot of things uh, because you get set in your, your ways, your, your ways of thinking and therapy and stuff really helped me to like push past some barriers I had. And so for me, like if watching conscious contact, if I would have watched it five years ago, I'd been like, I don't know about any of this, but then there's people on it as well. Like Bill Nielsen, you know, the NASA administrator coming out and talking about UFOs and stuff. Like he's a super credible dude um, who has a lot to lose. You know, if, if, you know, what he was saying, he wasn't sincere about. And so it's stuff like that, that, that reaches my skeptical mind. And so now, yeah, after doing hypnosis and therapy and stuff like that, like I'm open to these ideas because I feel like, what I was doing before was like, I had a picture in my mind of what this stuff is, but never had an experienced perspective on it. And so now when I hear other people's perspectives and now having more of an open mind about it, it might be different than what I was initially thinking, but that doesn't mean it's not true or not happening. So that's what I encourage people to do. Not be so rigid in your beliefs all the time. Not always just go and find things that reinforce your opinions and seek the validation that you have already for these, you know, ideas formed. Be open to other people's ideas, experiences, and perspectives because the world is a big place and there's over 7 billion people who have their own lives and existences and the only experience you really know is your own. And if you lived a day in their life, you might have a completely different point of view about a lot of things. And so keep an open mind. That's what I say. So I'm keeping an open mind. That's um, great. Now, Gary, you mentioned, let me, let me no, ask go ahead. you this quick, Gary, though, but like, yo, bro, like, I feel like it, it could even be possible in the form of like, 
dude, like, are there, have you had experiences where you thought of somebody that you hadn't seen in a while and then you get a text message from them? Like, it doesn't happen all the time. It's not a hundred percent, but bro, there's like, yeah, I've just had experiences like that where, man, randomly I'm thinking about somebody who I haven't thought of in forever and I'll be damned. They just shot me a text like, yeah, seeing how my day is going or, yeah, do you want to get to It's like, what? Um, Tyler points and, that and stuff dog. out to me all the time now, whenever that happens. You're like, <laughs> you mentioned that yesterday and we were talking about doing anim- like more animations in our documentary and then the day later, some random dude emails us about doing animations. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, like, dude, us getting this, these films picked up for distribution. Bro, people, I don't know, people in August seeing us doing that. Hey, yeah, these guys are going and dropping their own money on, yeah, plane tickets and all this stuff to get. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, dude. We're getting it distributed. I'm like, we weren't hearing back from distribution. Chris is like, oh man, dude, I, ah, dude, getting to, and I'm like, bro, just hold on, hold on, man. It ain't over till I say it's over. And, <laughs> um, dude, and it manifested. And, bro, I'll riddle you this too. And it, we might do a doc on it, but like remote viewing, bro, remote viewing. The government is dropping millions of dollars into it for like 20 years, 30 years, like to study it. If there's, if there's zero evidence of it, that, that there's something to it, like, man, that's a waste of money and time, like a massive waste. So I feel like, yeah, there's got to be maybe a little something to it. And that's definitely supportive. I mean, with the government becoming more free with information on UFOs, do you feel that actual proof is on the horizon? Dude, we talk, I think it's inevitable. We talk about this because it's like, I do think it's inevitable at some point too. However, it feels like uh, because of the way our society is nowadays, we're so polarized with a lot of things. You can't just drop some massive piece of information like that, that would shake like a society to its core. You have to start disseminating information slowly so that it becomes... Uh, normal and understandable and digestible for the mass audiences, I think, uh, because any kind of like m- massive change would cause upheaval, uh, would cause, you know, dis- disturbances and stuff. So I don't know, maybe it's already begun, I guess is my point. I mean, I feel like, dude, when you have things like the Galileo project, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, uh, I'm trying to think when those, the first images start getting beamed back, but like, uh, I feel like it's around the same time that the first congressional report is due for the, what is it, the, the new UAPT task force or the UAP task force or, or whatever the Gildebrand uh, amendment, I can't remember off the top of my head here, but the, the new office that was formed mm-hmm. to, you know, get congressional reports like quarterly or whatever and unclassified i mean just the fact that that these types of things are happening on like at the political level um and on a large scale and like with the galileo project like the people that they've brought on to that i mean from like just a filmmaking standpoint i'm like damn dude if they're trying to drop some crazy knowledge or what or uh crazy truth to the masses well bro they've got like the the right players in place you know because um 
what you need is like, yeah, the scientific community to start studying it really. Right. And, and, and I think what we've seen here um, in the past like year or since uh, the summer is like, I feel like it's been destigmatized quite a bit. You know, the Tic Tac UFO incidents, uh, the Tic Tac and, and different things like that. I feel like media picking up on it and creating some general dialogue. Um, maybe, you know, mass consciousness is not starting to like consider uh, these people yeah. so crazy after all. Yeah. And I think as you start to destigmatize that, you know, you're probably going to find there's a lot more everyday folk who've had some very odd experiences that they just wrote off immediately because they were like, up, oh, there's no way this is true. There's, you know, that's conspiracy yeah. theorists, uh, tin hat, tinfoil hat kind of stuff. So I'm looking forward to this destigma, the destigmatization. Um, and I feel like as that happens, then people in public office are more free to start yep. disseminating information in a way that, that people can, um, you know, can, can, can can hard or can can uh, devour and bro what uh, and like and absorb and because like dude you you don't want to rock like dude like these religious sectors and all this so the the fact that right. like the uh the catholic church right is coming out and saying like oh now this was like a year ago or whatever or nine months ago but like if they're saying oh if extraterrestrials are presented well it it it's not against our doctrine or our bible it's like damn dude that just sound, that sounds pretty crazy that you're going to just throw that out there right now uh in the event something like that you know would ever come out um so man i i feel like i feel like we're going to get something and dude i even like the whole narrative shift just to get people thinking about like if your listeners are into like lou elizondo uh at all and what he's been talking about and just you know, talking about this idea of like what happened 70,000 years ago that propelled mankind as like to the apex predator, like really quickly. And um, there's been things like that brought up and like John Ramirez, who we interviewed for In Plain Sight, the intelligence community and UFOs, same deal, dude. He's talking about being in meetings where he's told that the, the thing is we're, we're hybrids, bro. We, we are hybrids of an alien race or an extraterrestrial race, or perhaps they did some genetic sequencing to like uh, primates or whatever. But either way that, you know, we were put here uh, as a result of extraterrestrials. So the fact that that conversation is even being generated and, and the public is supposed to like start considering that, dude, that's gnarly. That's crazy. I mean, you even discuss the topic of hybrids in your documentary. Um, yeah. So this elaboration is part of the ongoing trend now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, there's a lot of, you often hear like the uh, talking point of like, well, if aliens can travel 10 billion light years across the universe, why would they care about us? We're an ant to them. And I would argue how many people on this planet study ants and fungus and all kinds of things. Do you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I think uh, if we were to find life on another planet, it would be incredibly interesting to us as well. So I, I dismiss that talking point. Pretty, yeah, and are we yeah, not sending easily. probes to Mars? Exactly. And are so. we not do? And if we would find like like complex life there, like intel, 
Yeah. Like, bro, we've got Amazonian tribes that we don't interact with <clears throat> and we let them live their own lives out because it's like, bro, we know this would be a massive shock to them. And we just study them from afar and they're seeing drones flying, right? And they're probably, yeah. they have this same exact uh, micro, it's like a microcosm of like our 100%. society, yep. right? And so there's a couple people in that thing that's like, bro, there's more to the world than what we got going on. <laughs> and people are like, bro, you're psychotic. Drink some more ayahuasca. There's no way. And and it's like, dog, I don't know. Is that playing out? Are, are we like a zoo planet? Are we? I don't know. Like, I'm open to all that stuff because I feel like, dude, if we stumble upon that shit, yeah, dude, we are most likely just observing because it's like, oh, dude, we don't want to. Well, one, we're going to study. And two, then we don't want to, like, affect their evolution. Gotcha. Um, or unless I, you may you know, depending where technology is at, maybe it, it gets to a point where, yeah, if they're going to detonate a nuclear bomb, like maybe you do step in then. So I, you know, I don't, we don't know. Maybe there have been some instances right throughout history. I know there's a lot of uh, public talk and government talk about all these UFO sightings at nuclear facilities, right? So I, I don't know. I find all of it fascinating. I would yeah. never a thousand percent write off anybody's experience or what their beliefs are. The world's a big place, bro. And I feel like we've got a lot, a lot more to uncover as we grow as people. Which is why I like your documentary. It touches on many of these aspects and it doesn't force an answer. It kind of leaves the question open for your viewers to walk away and decide for themselves, which yeah. is great. We, we, and we've gotten, you, you get occasionally, you get people be like, do you have the evidence? Do you have the alien final evidence? But like, if we had like un, undisputable evidence, the government's going to be knocking on our door right now. What we have is experiences from very sincere people who believe what they are saying. And we don't tell you what to think in these documentaries. We just present their stories and hopefully in interesting and entertaining ways and let you decide. We do end so far all of our documentaries though, with a very open and positive message Um that touches into like real human emotions. And just, again, our aim is to just have people keep an open mind about all of these things, because while you may not have experienced them yet either, that doesn't mean you should write off other people's experiences and perspectives. Great. Yeah. Now, and I love that we try and go with the Rocky ending, dude. We want you to, when you finish, dude, <laughs> yeah. you were like fired up, like, let's go baby. Like, yeah. come on, man. Let's dig into this. I mean, I know after I watched it, I actually was starting to look up many of the things that you mentioned. So, yeah, awesome. I started doing my own research and looking through for what, you know, the topics that you and brought up. That's amazing because I know you are probably, you know, more studied and more you read about this stuff a lot more than maybe just a casual viewer. So I would just think uh, if there's something in there for you you know, having all this already a lot of knowledge about this kind of stuff, what does it mean for somebody who doesn't? Um, hopefully they can, they, they find even more, you know what I mean? Uh, interesting stuff to look into. Oh, I'm sure they will. Now the documentary was recently picked up by uh, 1091 pictures for distribution. How does that feel? Good. Cause it was a long time coming. Cause Tyler said, we're getting on 1091 pictures because they put out a lot of alien documentary stuff. Uh, one of the premier distributors for that content 
And I said, they're not returning our email, Tyler. We have to go somewhere else. And Tyler said, no, I put it out there. Will it, we're going to will it into existence. And we did. <laughs> so uh, dude, I'm spinning electrons they, all day. They have, yeah, they're putting out conscious contact full disclosure on April 19th. And then our second documentary, The Ghosts of Gettysburg on April 26th. So back to back, two documentaries. Uh, one is about aliens and UFOs, and one's about uh, obviously about Gettysburg and supernatural experiences that happened in there. Um, Fantastic, yeah. And they'll be on uh, Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Xbox, Vimeo, Microsoft, Platform. and Microsoft. And uh, I'm spinning this into existence too, bro. The 1091 Pictures has other content like this um or had it on netflix and hulu and whatnot they can get it there right so my belief is i feel like after i'm not sure how long it will be you know on these other streaming services but i, I won't be shocked if down the road i wake up pooping my pants that hey dude, <laughs> it's on netflix today it'll um, be uh, not much different from a normal day except for that it's on netflix so what is your next you project your that you're working on after the gettysburg is released so i'm currently editing secrets of the sasquatch that is all filmed um i'm about halfway through the cut uh we've had people reach out you know express interest in picking that up as well we'll see where we land on distribution for that we have another documentary that is completed that we were contracted for called Second Chance, which is about a drug rehabilitation program in Pennsylvania. So it's a little bit different kind of content. And that uh, sounds like we're etching out a deal right now for that getting released as well. Um, But In Plain Sight is the documentary we're currently filming. Uh, Tyler, why don't you speak on that a little bit? Sure. Well, one, for your listeners, if they're into like Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Yeti, that kind of stuff, bro, again, we went balls to the wall on that one. Like, dog camping out with people I don't know that have had Sasquatch experience on Sasquatch land. Right. Um, filming, filming this stuff. I mean, I, we did another camp out where dog, like I know, you know, in my head, I know how to film like a documentary and I'm like, okay, well dude, when we're filming, you know, when these people are talking, we've got to get B roll of from the audience's perspective, what would be like a Sasquatch out in the woods at night, tracking, following these people walking down this path with flashlights. So bro, I'm like out in the woods, middle of the night when like crazy shit's happening. I'm like, well, we got to film this, right. They've got like IR. um, They're like shooting it in like thermo and stuff. And um, dog the whole time, like I'm filming this shot and they're shining this like red flashlight at me and stuff. Dude, the hairs on the back of my neck are just standing up like dog. I could just get, Pluck right out of here in a heartbeat like this is so well a lot of that plays in uh, i'm sorry a lot of that plays into some of the other things that i've heard from uh bigfooters or sasquatchers who say that when you go out into the field out into their environment the attitude that you take out there with you is either going to attract or detract them so it sounds like that with you going out there you know to support and benefit their existence you probably attracted some attention out there Dog, I got nothing but good vibes all day, every day, man. I just just always bring positivity, man. So, like, dude, they were insane 
insanely fun experiences. They were super, super cool. And so I, that's what I love about this whole journey in this documentary filmmaking is like, bro, we're, we're, we're doing things that were never on our five-year plan, 10-year plan, no. 20, life plan. Dog. Well, I never we, thought I'd be doing this. We it's, did um, it's awesome. something similar for Ghost of Gettysburg where we did a camp out on, uh, you know, uh, at the haunted trails of Gettysburg, which is, you know, adjacent to the battlefield. There's a bunch of uh, deaths there. It was a, a hospital at one point during the battles. Um, and a bunch of people told us, oh man, you're going to have problems with your electronic equipment. And I was like, ah, no, come on. And if they weren't like <laughs> Tyler had like this coffee maker, we were trying to make coffee and it wasn't working. And then I had this $500 uh, external, like exterior battery thing that I brought had just, I had used it once for another shoot and I brought it and it wouldn't freaking work. And like, that was just a few of the, those didn't even make it into the movie, but uh, it was just, you could say it was coincidence or not. I experienced it though. And I'm a skeptic dude. So uh, yeah, these, these are some, some fun once in a lifetime kind of things that we do for these things that uh, there's just so much fun. It's just, it's just how, how often do you get to go home and say, Oh, I was just part of a seance, (laughs) you know, on a haunted battlefield. Exactly. So other than the paranormal uh, incidences, uh, what is the most difficult part about making your documentaries? The editing is fun. Uh, I guess the the hard part is sometimes, you know, we try and try and get reach out to people and, you know, some of the people you want to get on there, you just can't get. uh, So you keep going, I guess. I don't know, Tyler, what's the hardest part for you? Yeah. I mean, probably just getting the interviews. Yeah. Like for the most part, I've been just very fortunate where, bro, a lot of these people, it's like, oh, hey, man, we'd love, we're doing this documentary. We'd love to sit down for an interview with you. And they're like, oh, that sounds great. I'm like, awesome. You know, I like to hit the ground running. Like, what are you doing next week? Or, you know, and I'm getting plane tickets and like gone, bro. So that's how we're cranking these out so fast. So I've hit a bit of a lull on uh, filming interviews for the uh, in plain sight, the intelligence community and UFOs. So that's, but it, like, I don't let it get me down, bro. I, for whatever reason, they haven't materialized yet. And I'm sure the ones that will materialize, like it, it it doesn't mean I'm stopping. Like I'll keep going. Chris will keep going. Yeah. And the ones that will materialize will end up making the doc far greater than I could have even imagined. I can't um, imagine anything like, getting you down, Tyler. I know dude, it, it's pretty tough, man. It's pretty, pretty tough. Like dog, this is dope. Here's the story for the secrets of the Sasquatch for the one camp out my man, Randall, uh him and a lady or whatever they ended up dipping out at night at like 3 a.m because it was like snow and heavy they didn't have proper gear and stuff like dude i get it i mean it's in the 20s like um but yo the next day i'm up it's like dude randy's tent's still here if randy thinks i'm leaving before i interview randy because i'm like bro i got to interview you tomorrow morning i got yeah we got to do the camp out tonight because if we have some sick experience i gotta make sure you're talking about that one on the interview too and yeah dude i plop my butt down happy as a pig and shit i'm like yo he's got to come back for this tent smoking safe sure <laughs> enough he came back got a banging interview he well dude he comes popping up over this hill at like noon bro it's late it's late and uh he's like dude you're still here i'm like hell yeah randy i told you i had to get your interview this morning bro i ain't going till i got this interview so um like, dude, we just between everything and we're just like Chris and I are just a solid team in that 
you know, like, dude, I'll write up, you know, like the narration, right. Mm -hmm. Um, and stuff like that. And I'll send it to Chris and he looks it over and he gives me suggestions and stuff like that. And, and like, I'll, I'll do a lot of the social media posts, but like I run it by Chris first and Chris, dude, he, he's the man. Like he is a nasty editor. Like I cut a lot of the trailers real quick. Cause I'm like, uh, I'm go, go, go. So I'm good on like a minute and a half, two minute, five minute video. When it starts getting longer like that, it's just, man, I'm ready to kind of be on doing the next thing. So Chris, mad respect to him that not only can he like sit there and grind it out, but dude, mentally to keep it all pieced together too, dude, we're not storyboarding it. Like I'm, I'm logging the interviews and, and I'm dumping it onto Google drive and he's downloading it. And so he sees like the, the trailers I cut, but typically they're just, you know, they're short and I'm not giving away much of the story. So my man goes into it like a lot of it is on his own feeling that story out. Like we, we discuss it. Some, some stuff just like, bro, like I think for conscious contact, full disclosure, it's like, yo, what should we, I'm like, dude, I fit, yo, edit this like a Dan Brown novel dog. When you start getting to a juicy part, boop, flip over to the next character and then, and their story. And then that way the audience is dying to get back to the other person, right? And so Chris just does this phenomenal job of interweaving the story in a pacing that, again, I love that at the end there, man, when you're finished, like my dad watched it, dude, he he was like, taught everybody, and he's not into aliens, he doesn't, be, he didn't believe in them, now he's like, man, I, I don't know, maybe there is something out there, you guys need to get this distributed, and if you don't, I'll go out and sell it. And because, and I'm just like, damn, dude, that's dope as shit. Like, I love my dad. He's always been supportive, but he's never been one that's like, oh, dude, Ty, you're going you're gonna to be a rock star filmmaker. I know it. He's just more like, just whatever. He's like, bro, you do whatever makes you happy, you know? And, um, but it was sick for my, and my, uh, for me personally, man, when like, I've watched a lot of movies with my dad and man, I don't know if I've ever seen him like leave a, a screening or movie like that fired up. So uh, that kind of shit. Yep. Keeps me going, dog. Great. So you really got to piss on my boots hard, dude, to like, get me, get me upset. Bro. All right. Well, as we're wrapping up, do you guys have any last minute plugs that you want to provide? No, I mean, we'll just say this. Uh, so for when we did Ghost of Gettysburg, we put out a public call to people to come and join us on that camp out and seance. And we did the same thing for uh, Secrets of the Sasquatch. So we do this kind of thing often. We try to get people involved. Um, we'd love to hear people's stories. We'd love to get people's, you know, for Ghost of Gettysburg, we got people to send in their their ghost images and videos that they experienced in Gettysburg. And same thing with the Secrets of the Sasquatch. So we love to get the community involved. Um, so I would say follow us on, you know, Dockside Media on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, and join us for some of this stuff. Email us your ideas, your your stories. Uh, there's a good chance uh, we might come out and interview you. Um, uh, yeah. And then if you do check out Ghosts of Gettysburg or Conscious Contact, please let us know what you think, good or bad. We're open to all kinds of criticism, um, but we hope that you enjoy it. And Tyler? Yeah, man, dude, exactly what Chris said, man. Hit us up on uh, facebook.com slash Dockside Media. Find us on Twitter at Dockside Media. 
And then you got to do the YouTube search because cats, we ain't at a thousand subscribers yet. We can't make the custom uh, URL. So you got to search Dockside Media on YouTube and you should find us. I mean, I feel like we're, there's other ones on there, but bro, they ain't putting out what we're putting out. You'll know when you found the right Dockside Media. And, and by all means, dude, we love meeting people. So like, yo, you're not bothering us by reaching mm -hmm. out to us. And yo, Dude, we're whatever we're going to keep crank doing these like interactive things where if you ever ever had the thought dude i would love to just be in like a little piece of film like a documentary i'd love to go on this camp out uh down in the middle of west virginia looking for bigfoot bro if you would hit us up because because we're probably going to be doing that again here sometime in the very near future and we'd love to have you dude we absolutely would because like I'm, I'm all about the more the merrier, you know, and um, dude, like, and I love teamwork and I love real quick. I'll plug this quick. I, I just love this whole process. You know, I get fired up and pumped up, but dude, I love going and interviewing these people and getting them to feel comfortable, right. That they can just be open with me and share their story. And I'm like, yo, I tell everybody, Dude, when after you see this, if you want to get into acting and win an Oscar, you can because, like, you look good on camera, man. And I just love getting people fired up um, and in a good frame of mind to just be themselves. Because I feel like in a crazy world, sometimes that's the hardest thing, man, is to just be yourself. And like, from where I'm standing, it's like, dog, until you're going to sleep in my bed, in my head, like not being disrespectful, but bro, you really can't say anything to me. That's going to get me down, man. I'm going to do what makes me happy and hopefully maybe fire up some people to go like follow their passions and dreams along the way. Great. Well, Tyler, Chris, I want to really thank you for joining us within the mist uh, with doc side media uh, coming out with their new documentary, conscious contact, full disclosure. Be sure to check it out. I already have, so I'm going to be checking it out again. It's definitely worth viewing. And as it sounds, there's going to be a whole treasure trove of other documentaries to follow. So thank you guys for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much, Gary, for having us. Dude, thanks for having us, Gary. Your podcast rocks, dude. You've been a great Well, host. thank you. And if you're ever doing anything down in Florida, yeah, definitely sign me up to help out in any way. Awesome. Dog. When you throw that shit out there, <laughs> like more often than not, it, it happens. Like you might get well, an email in a week or two. Well, you me. see, it is recording. So it is in, it is documented. So yes, I am Dude, there. If I say something, I'm going to do it. Fact. Exactly. There we go. All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Is there anything Thank else you. that I can do to help out? No, no. Just appreciate I, you having us on. Awesome. We appreciate you want to hit man. us with one more uh, joke? Okay. I only have one more joke though. So it's a little dirty. So. Oh, okay. Oh, and there geez. you go. Jeez, I think oh, I did that with man. Tyler's mom at one point, Gary. I don't know. Uh, Chris, I keep telling you, dog, you got to eat back, eat through the back of my head first if you're trying to get to my mom. Come oh, on, God. <laughs> All right. Well, you awesome. guys have a great day. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it was really nice yeah. meeting you. Thanks so much. You rock, Gary. Thank you. All man. right. Bye. Bye. And now I am so happy to present a teaser for Conscious Contact, full disclosure. Available April 19th. Despite the human species' exponential technological advances over the past millennia, 
little or no progress has been made in the scientific understanding of consciousness. We are awake and aware of our surroundings, but is this phenomenon reserved to our corner of the universe, to each individual? Or is it linked and shared across all the cosmos, the result of quantum entanglement? Are we truly confined to written, gesticular and verbal communication? Or have we simply yet slowly lost the ability to communicate telepathically due to atrophy? And by we, I mean you and me. For there are some who still can. Their message, we are not alone.